time for the best coverage of the top stories in sports. The Sports Wrap with Jason Page starts now. Good to have you with us this Monday, October 23rd, 2023. I'm Jason. Getting you started following a week seven Sunday slate in the NFL. We'll get into the overall slate. Uh, We'll also get into the baseball with a big game seven tonight for the ALCS. Looking forward to that. Uh, I think the Rangers have made a fatal mistake for this game seven that we'll get to coming up uh, in a few minutes. We'll tie it up with some odds and ends as well, including one on the WNBA that uh, that I find interesting. I closed the week last week with the WNBA, and I will close. I will start this week in odds and ends. Uh, with the WNBA. But first, we say hello to our good friend, the Prince of Picks, Sam Yarnell, is here. Hello, Sam. No, I'm not. I'm no longer the Prince of Picks. I'm the. Uh, How'd you uh, do did, this what week? Did, what did CJ, friend of the program, change my name to? The. I forget. It was another P word, but uh, I'm not the <laughs> Prince anymore. The Pauper of Picks? That's what it was. Hey, the the Pauper, Pauper of Picks. <laughs> Why? Yeah. What did you? How did you do this week? Do you? Do you didn't go over? Did you? No, but uh, you just might as well call me Sam One and Three Yarnell at oh, this point. No. Like that's all I am. It's three three weeks in a row. I think of one and three. Maybe maybe one two and two thrown in the last four mm. weeks. I don't know. But there are three one and three weeks I can think of. Thank you to the Chiefs for bailing me out. Which leads me into my question, Jason. We were yes. talking off the air a little bit about traveling back and forth across mm. the country, that kind of thing. And you were telling me about the Palm Springs airport. Have you ever been to Kansas City? I have never flown through Kansas City. Mm. Our buddy Matt Verderam probably has plenty. I'm sure he has uh, covering the Chiefs. But I I haven't been to Kansas City's airport in the last probably 10 years. But when you were describing the Palm Springs airport Mm -hmm. to me, it kind of reminded me of the Kansas City airport. Now, you were saying that you can get to your to the airport really short before your flight just to get through it because it's such a small airport and there are so few gates. Now is the security at the Palm Springs airport, is it associated with every gate? Like I I should say, are there like bays and of three gates, right? And you go through security just to go to three gates. There's one security checkpoint. And when you go through it, yeah, because there's only like 10 gates for the whole thing. Yeah. It's the normal way. Why Kansas city has something different. Kansas City has what I just described or did for a very long time. And I think since I was last there, they've remodeled it. I haven't been there since they remodeled it, and I've heard it's beautiful. So I have family in central Missouri. And to fly there, you would always fly into either Kansas City or St. Louis because they live in Jefferson City. It's a two-hour drive from either airport. I would always prefer to fly into St. Louis because it has normal security, what you just described. And Kansas City had this incredibly weird way of doing it back in the day. And anyone who's flown there, I'm sure, can relate to, you know, being just a little bit late for your flight and there being a super long line at the three gates that that security desk services. And it's like one belt and one scanner for for three whole gates and there's a flight that's about to leave, it gets pretty frantic or it, it did get pretty frantic. So that's my little rant on the Kansas City airport. Well, my husband's done but back to- my husband's done so much flying in the past like nine months. 
and by far and away now, because he goes to Orlando a lot for conferences, of course, you know, travel and stuff like that, and he works in hospitality. Not not that he works in hospitality, but he works for a company that deals with a lot of hospitality companies. And by far and away, he says, Orlando is the worst airport in the country. Like, not really? even close. Oh, it's not even close. Like, get there three hours before your flight. For domestic, get there three hours before your flight. Like, it's that kind of a, of a bleep show. Um from what he tells me. So, all right. Um, I haven't flown it. Last time I flew in there, it was chartered. So, <laughs> so I don't know. Um, I've never had to deal with it. All right. Let's start things out uh, in the NFL with the Sunday night game because I'm actually going to say something that might shock you. But I am a man who watches and observes and marinates in things before he says something. And I give things time to play out. We've now just passed week seven of this NFL season. And I could safely say the Miami Dolphins are not winning a Super Bowl. I have I, I, I've now seen enough of them against two really good football teams to feel comfortable in the idea that they are not built for prime time. They are fun to watch against mediocre teams. They're fun to get watch against bad football teams. They'll throw up video game numbers against those teams. But when you put them on the field with other good football teams, my God. Now, look, I think it's fair to say the loss of Achan, the the injuries on the offensive line are playing a role in some of this. But as as of right now, the way this roster is constructed, the issues with the offensive line, Achan being hurt, having to rely on Mostert, who was a ghost last night, was non-existent. Tis the season for Halloween because Casper was in the house. Um, right now, I cannot consider the Dolphins a contender for a Super Bowl. I just can't. I, I was. I, I was. I, I just can't do it. And, and look, the Eagles won and, you know, give them all the credit in the world. They got their own issues. You know, everybody likes to talk about Jalen Hurts and the tush push, and he squats 600 pounds, and that's all good. At some point, you have to stop turning over the football as much as he is. That's an issue. And they've been able to get away with it so far. If you put them on a field right now with the Kansas City Chiefs in a Super Bowl rematch, they lose again. I'll tell you right now, they lose again. So don't give me all this crap about the Eagles and how great the Eagles are. They're fine. They're going to win their division because it's a crap division, as we all know. But I'm not sold on the Eagles either. Go ahead. Uh, that was the only thing I thought watching football yesterday. And th- like Tough weekend for the show. Uh, tough weekend for me as a Bills fan. Tough weekend for that guy on that cereal box behind me. Tough weekend for... Oh, we'll get to all that. Jason. We'll get to all that in a few minutes. Let's, let's focus tough on the, how for, bad this. I know, I know, I know. This dolphin. But tough team weekend is. for every every take that Jason Page has thrown out on the show. And I mean, his flagpole was the Miami Dolphins. There we go. This is a team that loves to play the little guy. Mm-hmm. And listen, we're going to keep betting on him against the little guy yes. because they are a powerhouse when playing a 500 team or worse. Mm hmm. Powerhouse. The lights turn on and they just don't, they just fall back into their little shells. I thought the Dolphins were going to be bad for much different reasons. 
I did. And hand up, I'll admit it. I did not see the Dolphins crashing and burning against good teams the way they do because of the things that they're doing. They're not doing right. Like Tua just has this ability to be an outstanding. It's like he's a college football quarterback still when he's playing the, you know, Alabama school of mines. He's awesome. He's awesome. Right. He looks like an MVP. He's at the top of the MVP list. But you put him up against Clemson or, you know, one of Georgia, and, and he shrivels up and you replace him with Mac Jones. Like, like I, I don't, I, the, the Tua hype was always, I, and I, this is something that I've been on since the beginning of, of, since he came out of Alabama, actually probably since he was at Alabama, is that sure, he's great athletically and he's a good quarterback when he's playing mediocre defenses or doesn't have to deal with star athletes uh, on the other side that match up as well as the athletes on his own side. But when the tables are even, right, when, when he's on a more even playing field, he just never lives up to what we expect from him. And that's fine. There are plenty of players like that, but it's a reality that we just have to accept. And it was something that people wanted to continue to continue to deny after the bills game for the dolphins. It's something that you just, you can't run away from anymore. Two is not that guy who's going to lead the dolphins to a super bowl. He's not a super bowl winning quarterback unless the dolphins have some miracle run where every team they play in the NFL playoffs has worth worse athletes on the other side of the field. Quite frankly, that's not going to happen. It's not. Uh, oh, schedule, look, I mean, schedule break the way a schedule breaks down and matchups do matter. So it will be interesting to see where they they could still win that division. They could absolutely Easily, still win that division after yesterday. Yeah, absolutely, and we'll get yeah, absolutely into that. yes, they could absolutely still win that division, which is going to set things up in a way that is conducive for them still making a deep run. It is it is as of right now, and again, I need to see them beat somebody good. And right. last night was their opportunity to do that. But until I see that right now, I cannot I cannot call them a Super Bowl contender. Win the division? Sure. Make a run into the playoffs? Sure. But eventually they're going to run into somebody. I mean, if I put them on a field with Kansas City right now, I don't even think I, I think they lose by at least double digits. If I you think put they them lose on a field by 10 to 14 Detroit points right now, they'd lose by double digits. Eh, I don't know. Yeah, yes. I, I, I can't yes. say that about I can't say that about Detroit because I've seen them now lay a couple of eggs. You know, the loss against Seattle at home, the loss, the loss yesterday, which was, I mean, inconceivable for them to lose that badly. We'll we'll get into that in a couple of minutes. I, I mean, there's still a lot of teams that they're going to be able to beat. But again, they're not going to play Detroit in the postseason unless it's the Super Bowl. I'm just saying, if we sit here and talk about AFC AFC teams, they could potentially play in the playoffs. You know, do they do they beat Jacksonville? I'm serious. Do that? Jacksonville's got a good defense. Do they beat Jacksonville? No, no it's a it's a good question. If it I is. put them on a field with, if I put them in Miami against Jacksonville. Because they'd probably host that game. What, what are you making them? A, a three and a half point favorite? Four and a half point favorite? No, no. More? That spread in that game is smaller than that. Really? Uh, yeah. Jack with the Jaguar, you gotta remember the Jaguars are what? Four and two now? Five and two? Five and two. Yeah. The Real Jaguars are, are are not a like I was wrong about the Jaguars. I was wrong about the Jacksonville Jaguars. They are a 
they're, they're a scrappy team. They can win. And I was wrong about games. the Dol- and I was wrong about the Dolphins. See, we're having and a come Ravens, to Jesus but we'll moment. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, back to the Dolphins, really quickly. Uh, in this hypothetical, right? Dolphins Jaguars. This is the other thing that we've learned about the Dolphins in big games. Mike McDaniel is still a young coach. He's still an inexperienced coach, and he's my uh, maybe favorite coach in the league. <laughs> One of my favorite coaches in the league. Top three, definitely. Yeah. Um, and and he's great for football, great for the sport, and he'll be around for a long time. This is not a knock on him at all. He's just still so young and doesn't have this experience in these big games leading a team because it's not only leading the players, it's leading the other coordinators, right? There's just, there's building blocks. I believe in the Dolphins. I actually do, and that takes a lot coming from me. Yeah. Uh, I believe in the Dolphins in the next Four to five years. I think the Bills-Dolphins rivalry is going to be one of the best in the NFL over the next Josh Allen career. Because um, I don't want to say two a career because that could end any time. Uh, but the Dolphins are a very good team. They're just not there yet. That was a – and as much as we could sit here and say they could make a deep – they're not going to make a deep playoff run. At the end of the day, even if they win the AFC East, they're not getting the one seed. They're not getting a bye. They're going to lose in the first. They're a first round playoff team. They're a first round. Who's going to get the team, other bye? Who's going to? Well, let's say KC's going to get a bye. Who's going to get the other bye? There's only one bye now. Oh, that's true. There's only that's true. It's only one bye. So the NFC champion would get the other. They bye, could still which, wind up with the second best record in the AFC. Right. I, I mean, that's crazy but, to think about for a team that's, think about that is who flawed. you're playing then. Then you're playing a team like the Texans loss. No, I wouldn't the, say definitively that's a loss. I, would, I mean, I don't think it's that easy to say. Houston with a rookie quarterback having Browns, to go on the road in the playoff. The Browns are dangerous. We, 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 we'll get into that in a second. Because realistically, yeah. if the Bengals turn things around, that's the Browns or the Bengals that they're playing. And they yeah. would lose to either of those teams. And that's me saying the Bills missed the playoffs. Holy crap. <laughs> Speaking of the Bills, we got to talk about them. Because, boy, was I thinking of you yesterday. I must have been ringing in your ears all afternoon. <laughs> Stick around. We got Week 7 NFL Sunday games to talk about. We'll get into the big stuff. We'll preview the Monday Night Football game with the 49ers and the Vikings. Still baseball to talk about as well. Just getting started on this Monday edition. The Sports Wrap. Good to have you all with us. This Monday edition of the Sports Wrap. I don't know what we're going to do tomorrow. You got the start of the NBA season. You got a Monday night football recap. Baseball. I mean, there's so much going on tomorrow. Got to try and get I got to see if we can get Kurt Heelan on uh, tomorrow to break down the start of the NBA season. I have a feeling he's going to be 
really busy. Our friend from Pro Basketball Talk at NBCSports.com will be a regular throughout uh, the NBA season. As regular as one could be without us paying him because we're cheap. Um, Sammy Arnell and I are hanging out talking about week seven in the NFL. Oh, how difficult was that for you to watch? I just, I'm going to put an ISO on you right now. I don't need anybody to hear, to see me. I'm just putting the ISO on you because I want to know what it felt like to watch the bills go into Foxborough against a Patriots team that we have now already established is the worst team in football. No, they're not. Oh, we have said it. And, and and we have had numerous guests on this show that have said from a talent standpoint, from a roster standpoint, a roster sure. composition standpoint, they are the worst team in football. Uh, and, so, and hold on. No, no, I want to finish the setup here. Okay. For the Buffalo Bills to go into that stadium yesterday and play terrible. But then still, after I had buried them, I had sent you a text and said they are an embarrassment. And then they came back to take a lead late. All you needed was one defensive possession. One. And what did you get? You got Mac Jones driving the Patriots down the field for a game-winning touchdown drive. Mac Jones driving. Ugh. I want to know I what that what felt there. like. I, I want to know see what you did there. I want to know what that felt like for you. There's nothing like a good Mac Jones. There's nothing like a good Mac Jones DUI joke in the morning. Um. Anyway, uh, so, what do you have to say for yourself and your team? So, okay, you want to talk about how things that that have been said on the show in past really weeks? Then you should also here. say that. The Fake week, the, the Monday after Matt Milano was gone and Daquan Jones were out for the season. What did the I come Bills on the show and say, Jason? I said the Bills are going to miss the playoffs Buffalo. this year, and, and I was fine take with that. Over. And, I, and quite frankly, Peppers. See if the Patriots yesterday take made me believe here. in the Bills more than the it's Douglas again. more than a, you know a different kind of loss would have. And gets enough for the first down. We're in week seven. Shotgun for Jones. We're still in week seven Monday Night Football tonight, right? On the ground. Uh, we're in week seven. This is the best time for this Looking kind of thing to happen. Uh, it's a divisional Jones. loss, sure, but it's Diving a divisional attack. loss to the team it's that's going to come in fourth place in the division, so it shouldn't matter down the line. Really good um, job creating that space. Seventh play of the drive. Mac Jones played it's one Elliott. of the games of his career, right? Cut he had five incompletions. Uh, the Bills' defense needs help. They'll go out and get that at the trade deadline. The Bills' offense is so weird, but is showing flashes of championship level, right? The last five minutes of that game, the last seven minutes of that game, the Bills' offense looked like the best offense. It looked better than the Ravens' offense did in the first seven minutes of the game on Sunday. Uh... I'm not super concerned about the Bills because I think, as many people knew, expectations severely lowered after the last three, or I should say after the last two weeks before the Giants game with the three key injuries to three defensive starters. Um, 
Yeah, there's not a lot to say. Uh, I think that there needs to be a serious discussion had about the coaching staff because clearly the players on this team are not the issue. Um, it, it's a leadership issue from from the top down. Like I, I'm really kind of done. I I said this to my to to my mom yesterday actually, who who's also a Bills fan. We were talking about the game, and I said I never thought that someone would make me miss Chan Gailey coaching the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and Sean McDermott has officially done that. Wow. Like, I, I miss the I miss the Chan Gailey offense, which is a wild thing to say. But um, I was texting uh, a guy I work with uh, on another show back right after the game, and he was like, McDermott hot seat? And I was like, I, I, McDermott could be fired midseason – Take Dorsey with him. Season firings Uh, are rare, though. Offer. I don't know if we can do a coach's trade like the Saints did for the for Sean Payton with the Broncos, (laughs) but let's trade for Brian Dayball. I want to trade and just give me Brian Dayball back. Having Brian Dayball, I think Josh Josh Allen Allen together. Mm. Yeah, having Brian Dayball and Josh Allen together is just like a warm hug. Um, Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm happy that this happened now to the Bills because, one, it severely lowers expectations for the future, and, two, I'm not writing the Bills off as Super Bowl contenders because of all the teams, right, they're still better than 15 teams in the AFC, and I will stand by that. They are better than 15 teams in the AFC, and probably all 16 in the NFC, too. By the way, I went zero and three uh, on the Sunday portion of Patriots. Yeah, you're picks. you're hanging on by a thread for Monday Night Football here. I am. Tampa Bay yesterday. Oof. Oof. <sighs> yeah, that's a rough. They're going to be on my pretenders list this uh, week. Don't, don't spoil it. Don't 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 give away the don't give, give away, away the, one of don't six. give away the cow when you can have the milk there. for free. Um, the Bills. I had minus eight and a half. Told you not to take them. I had I lost by the hook on Chiefs Chargers. Forty seven and a that, half. Wait, you had the over in that game, right? No, I had under. I went forty. It went forty eight. I had under forty seven and a half. Oh, lost that's by the hook. crazy. That game went up to forty eight and a half. It must have gone up the like the same day or the day after we yeah. recorded Page versus the Prince. And it looked like that game was, wow, you must have thought you were dead in the water at halftime. Oh, yeah. The Niners minus seven tonight, and that's dropped to actually six and a half now, interestingly enough. Um, how about how about Tyler Bajan, by the way? <laughs> I mean, wow. First of all, got to say, guy looks pretty cool with his shirt off and all the tats. That was pretty cool oh. postgame. I love the tats, man. You don't have any tattoos? I have one tattoo. You do? You have a tattoo? Yeah, it's like this big. What? <laughs> For people at home who can't watch the show, it was about the size of a quarter. What is it? Yeah, it Where is. is it? It's probably about the size Where of a is quarter. It? It's it not is a, a tramp. You don't have a tramp stamp? <laughs> no, it's it's on my it's on my like quad. Um it's just a curly W. It's the Nats logo. Oh, my God. You're one of those people. Really? 
That's like people who propose the to their Series. future wife at a sports game. Come on. I'm not going to. It's it's the size of a quarter, dude. It's not like I have an arm but sleeve. But you with still like four scarred players. yourself for life with a curly. It's a curly W. Charlie Slows. All right. All right. God. My tattoo. It, so. My Give you a hint. My tattoo is something that appears frequently. I don't have one yet. I'm planning to get one. I've been talking about it, doing it for about five years now. Yeah, that's what they all say. No, no, I'm getting one. But it actually appears on the show every day. It's like Superman. If anybody who's ever watched Seinfeld, there's literally an appearance by Superman in every episode. If you watch a Seinfeld thing, that's one of the, the weird quirks of it. There, The tattoo I'm getting... See, you're looking all around right now. I could see you yeah, looking either, at the backdrop on the show. That dog or that blue thing or the plant. It's Pac-Man. I plan to get oh. the four ghosts chasing Pac-Man on my wrist right here. And that symbolizes the endless grind because there is no end to the game Pac-Man. It's a game with no end. And much like life, it's the game with no end. We just keep going. That's what Pac-Man is. So I'm that's my that's the tattoo I'm gonna get is Pac-Man on my on my wrist. So but Tyler Bajan had some some cool tats. And that guy played well yesterday. You know, and yes, it tells you it tells did. you something. Somebody in that bear scouting department, somebody who was, you know, getting ready for the draft who went and got this guy that nobody had ever heard of. Probably got a nice, like, you know, gift card or something yesterday. For oh, finding I'm, Tyler Bajan. It was pretty cool. I, I mean, they probably got a huge bonus this morning from... Uh, from who, the head of the scouting yeah. department? I don't know. The GM? Pro, someone walked into their office and gave him a big fat Can hug. We, I don't want to uh, spend I don't want to spend any more time on that because it is the Raiders and Bears and nobody cares. Ra- you like that? Hold say, on, hold on. The Raiders and Bears and nobody cares. Come on. That was pretty good. Tyler uh, Tyler Bajid's last two football games that he's played in in his life. Loss to the Colorado School of Mines. <laughs> win against the Las Vegas Raiders. There you go. Those are his last two football games. The last one was at Shepherd University, which for those of you who don't know is a Division II school in West Virginia. That's it's awesome. a music school. My friend actually went there to play baseball. Um yeah, it's a music school. Uh and Tyler Bad or yeah, Tyler Badgett, that's his name, right? Bad- Bad- yeah. Right. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Um yeah, he went there and now hey, he's Hey, he's done he's got more wins as an NFL starter than a lot of people get, which is one. More than you and I will ever, ever have combined. Absolutely. But I do have a Hartford Colonials Jason Page jersey. He was impressive though. He really is. The guy could play. And, th- and that Raiders defense is like nothing to sneeze at. That Raiders defense is pretty good. The Bears what put up 30 his, yesterday. What is his ceiling? Is he a backup? Who knows? I mean, we've seen him for one game. You know, and that gets me into something else that we'll get into. Uh, look, I don't know how to gauge the Browns um, except to say, they figure that they it feels like that franchise in some ways is starting to turn a corner from sort of that hapless joke of a franchise 
to a team now that you feel like is going to be competitive again. And that's a long way from where the Browns were for what felt like a couple of decades. Um, hmm. Now, that they, they found a way yesterday on the road against the Minshew-led Colts. Uh, again with P.J. Walker, because we got this Deshaun Watson you know, injury that, that, that clearly seems to still be an issue. And you know what? P.J., you, you keep finding ways to win with P.J. Walker as your starting quarterback. You're going to make people believe that you actually are going to be a factor. And the Browns are going to be a factor. We talked about them in the last segment as a as a potential wild card team. Hell, we got to start talking about them as a potential division winner. They're four and two. No, 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 no. Okay. So we took completely different things away from this game. Um, what I took away from this game is, oh my God, the only thing, the only, literally only thing that has been good about the Browns this year has been their defense. And they give up 38 points to Gardner Minshew, who throws for 300 yards. Minshew's not a bad quarterback, though. He's not, but oh my and God. And Jonathan Taylor's not- starting to play again. Stop! But but stop it. We can't pretend that this is the best defense in football and they should just let Gardner Minshew. Wa- no disrespect to Gardner Minshew. I've said this on the program before. I've met the man. He is a very sweet human being. He is not a top 32 quarterback in the NFL. He's just objectively not. And he would tell you that, right? That's why he backs up Anthony Richardson, who is a rookie, who's an electric rookie. But anyway, that's beside the point. This We've been talking about the Browns as a, as a no-question top-five defense for the last four weeks, and they let Gardner Minshew walk in the Colts' offense, a run-oriented offense, go in and throw for 305 yards, right? And they ran for another 168 as a team. The Colts' defense, or I'm sorry, the Browns' defense looked horrible against a mediocre at best offense without Anthony Richardson in it. The Colts are, or the Colts are maybe something they're like, they're like their potential, their playoff team. They could be a playoff team. No, they're in the only way they could be a playoff team is if they win that division, that Jets game, winning that division, that Jets game. Remember that jet? We we talked about this before. Second to last week of the season, they play the Jets at home in Cleveland. Remember that game? They're now four and two at the Seahawks next week. Probably a loss. I'll say loss. Home for the Cardinals after that. A win. I know you joked around that you thought the Cardinals were going to win that game. I I think I think we all now see the. The thing about the Cardinals, I always make this joke. Teams don't know they suck early on. That was the Cardinals. They know they suck now. Cardinals are going to get blasted uh, in that game against against Cleveland. Then at the Ravens, remember, it's not DTR starting that game. They lost that game against the, the Ravens 28-3 with DTR quarterback. Got to keep that in mind. Then they are in uh, home for the Steelers, who are somehow remarkably uh, a four and two team at Denver, at the Rams, home for the Jags, home for the Bears, at the Texans. I mean, it is it isn't an easy schedule. It isn't an easy schedule for them. 
but they keep defying the odds and they keep winning football games. It's it's going to continue to, um, you know, and, and just as teams don't know they suck early on, some teams start to buy into the the fact that they actually might be better than they thought. It's a team playing with some confidence right now. They're four and two. So obviously, I didn't catch much of this game. Uh, I was watching the Bills. Um, Gardner Minshew fumbled the ball three times. And they, the Colts defense, or I'm sorry, the Browns defense also had a fumble recovered for a touchdown. And that's the only way they won this game. The Browns are screwed. And they're paying Deshaun Watson a zillion dollars. A zillion. One zillion dollars. Yeah, like seriously, the Browns are <laughs> the Browns are in almost of as bad of a spot as the Saints. These are or two Denver. teams that we need yeah. to be talking about as worse than the New England Patriots. No, not from a talent standpoint. And from a situational standpoint, from a football standpoint. Boy, if, if the Browns hadn't lost their running back, I mean, seriously, it, it could be a much different story for them this year. No, no. Losing Chubb was just killer for that team. And a lot of, a lot of times teams could go into the tank after that. Hey, they're four and two right now. Let's, let's kind of take it for what it is. All right, move away from them for a second. Um, Seahawks win. Nothing really big to talk about there. Not a big shock. The Steelers win on the road against the Rams. And this is something I got to talk about at some point this week. It's, it's something nobody in the league, you won't hear any of the talking heads on TV talk about it. You won't hear any, you know, anything branded with the NFL talk about it because it shines a negative light on the league. Having two teams playing in a stadium where they're basically road teams every week on their home field is an outright disgrace. They play 17 road games, the Chargers and the Rams. They play 17 road games. How is nobody talking about this? That might as well have been Acrisure Field yesterday in Pittsburgh. How is nobody talking about the fact that you have two NFL teams in the second or first, whatever you consider LA to be, largest market in America that are playing road games, neutral site at best, every damn week in this league? It's a disgrace. And it's not fair to those guys. That, that they've been put into this position where they've got to play road games every week because people in L.A. don't give a flying fuck, and yes, I'm going to swear because I can, they don't give a flying fuck about the NFL in Los Angeles. They don't care. It's an entertainment option. Nothing more. We have these in every sport. This is not an L. This is not like an L.A. football thing. Right? Like Tampa Bay in baseball. Same thing. No, but nobody goes uh, to the games. That's different. It's different of nobody going to the games than playing in front of a packed stadium every week and 70% of the fans are Steeler fans. That's a joke. It's well, a big that's just difference. the nature of the NFL versus other sports. But it's, it's not an uncommon theme, especially in American sports. I, I'll say that it's not... Good for the league, sure, but it's at the terrible. same time, it is for these specific reasons, right? 
You think about the Rams and the Chargers, and what are they historically? Two bad teams, just bad. Like, sure, throw a couple of Super Bowls in there over 60 years, what, two between them? Uh, Yeah, sure, whatever. Um, When you're in L.A. and you can just kind of throw, you have teams that are going to be at the the bottom of the league in certain categories every year. And, And the fact that these two teams are in L.A., they're on the West Coast, people don't just, I'm speaking generally, not personally here. Uh, people don't generally care as much about the West Coast because of the time difference. Um, L.A. not being the biggest market in the country. It's, it's the second it's largest easy. market. But it's not New York. It's not. And, and Nothing's like, New York. When, but I mean, these the NFL made ha- at this point, Sam, the NFL made at this point to, to put two franchises in L.A. Did anybody give any thought as to whether or not L.A. gave a shit about football? Because clearly they don't. But it doesn't matter because they're going to sell tickets, right? The NFL did this. I'm it's not fair to the teams, though. Selling. It's not fair to the teams. It's not. It's not well, fair to those guys. I think the teams – okay, so it, here's why I think it is fair to the teams because the owners signed Not talking owners. This, I'm right? talking we, players. I'm, I'm speaking specifically about the players. Sure. So the only players that I'll say that it's not fair to are the rookies that those teams draft, right, or the players that those teams draft because outside of that, uh, players are traded there, right, and or, or players that are traded there can be accepted – in certain circumstances, I won't say in every circumstance, like Matt Stafford does not get an exception from this. Matt Stafford could have held out. Matt Stafford could have asked for another trade. He had ample opportunity to. Matt Stafford had two opportunities to retire, and he didn't either time. Players choose to go to these cities, and there are players that like to go to these cities because they, as you say, don't give a flying F about these kinds of things, right? They want to go to a place where it doesn't really matter. They're going to collect their paycheck. They're going to yeah, you know, media doesn't care a, as much. It's, it's a Lakers town. Exactly. It's a Dodgers there always, town. There are always going to be players that want that. And if Austin Eckler wants to be that kind of player, if Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, these great players, Players that could have been Hall of Famers if they went and played for real teams. Oh, Aaron Donald would be a Hall a cur- of Famer anyway. Right, that's true. But because he won a Super Bowl. But if Aaron Donald doesn't win a Super Bowl, we're having a way, right. way different one. conversation. Yeah. Uh, these And you can see it in, in players that were on those Super Bowl teams and left, right? Like, the good players... They go or the players that want to win, I should say, they go and they play in these other markets where fan bases actually care. These players that don't necessarily care about so much winning and more just care about, you know, stat padding. Austin Eckler is a perfect example of that. He openly admits to playing fantasy football and being an avid fantasy football player. All the dude cares about his stats. He doesn't he does no concern with winning a championship being part of an organization that gets better as evidenced by the fact that he's like a career San Diego law. God, I do it every week on the show. (laughs) He's a career Los Angeles charger. Uh, They're just both kind of organizations that are just there. They just exist. Like we have a verb for the chargers, right? They charger. That's what they do. Um, It's a non-starter to me. These teams were made to do this. The owners knew they were going to do this. Players who go there and don't ask to leave, hold out, uh, especially in the players' league that the NFL has become. 
it's on the players. It's on the owners. Uh, the rookies who get drafted there, they get an exception. Players in their first season that they are traded there get an exception. Other than that, they chose to be the way that they are. They're choosing to not do anything about it. Why should I care? I just, I just don't, I just don't like why. I don't like tuning into a game yesterday or watching, you know, games go in and out on my Red Zone channel and wa- and watch basically. You know, it become Pittsburgh West, where they're waving the terrible towels. Again, you won't see that. And and I'll tell you what, the other place that's the same thing is Vegas. Vegas is the same thing because it's a it's a vacation destination. If you're going to go see your team play on the road, you're going to go there. The Raiders suck, so all the fans get rid of their tickets and dump them off. And and look, you are right that to a degree in the NF in the NFL, you will see this to a degree. We're teams that stink, you know, if the Giants are, you know, three and eight when we get to week 12 or week 13, you're going to see, you know, Giant fans start to dump off their season tickets and try to make back some of their money by selling to road teams. You'll see that sort of thing, but not to this degree, not to the degree that we see it in LA and even to only a slightly lesser degree do we see it in Vegas where the home team scores and you can't tell. If they're on the road or if they're at home, I mean, it's crazy to me. I'm sorry. It, it's just something that I, I it drives me nuts. I don't think it gets enough conversation of how badly the league screwed this up. Not putting one team in L.A. when people don't give a shit, but putting two teams in L.A. when people don't give a shit is just it, it's one of the most mind boggling things to me. And there's no going back from it. And it's never going to change because football is not it's not like Green Bay or Buffalo or even New England now, um, or Cleveland, or Cincinnati, and these places, you know, Pittsburgh, where where they're football towns, where it's, it, to L.A., folks, it's it's just a day out. It's, hey, it's an entertainment option. Right. right. You know, it's an entertainment uh, option for them. I got to get this out. Jason Campbell is yeah. the name of the player. We were talking, I think, like last week, <laughs> and I was talking about this quarterback who I couldn't remember his name, and he played for the – I knew he played for the then-known as the Redskins mm-hmm. and the, uh, the the Raiders. We were talking about the Commanders uh, after Thursday Night Football, I think after the Bears game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I couldn't think of Jason Campbell's name, and Jason Campbell was the name that I just thought of when I was thinking about your point about the Raiders, right? And, and speaking exactly to my point – when they were in Oakland, even when they were putting out a horrible product on the field, they were selling out every game yep. to diehard fans mm-hmm. and the black hole. Yep. And, and like, I it's not one. something mm-hmm. that you can blame on, you know, necessarily the, the environment that they're in. It's the owners choosing that this is what they're going to do with their teams. They're going to be in this place in this, uh, in this tourist destination so that they can sell tickets to out to out of towners and they can charge them a premium for coming into town and wanting to see their football team as a bills fan. I love it because the bills mafia travels better than any fan base in the NFL, Mm -hmm. but it's, uh, it's, it's a conscious decision that the owners and players make, and it's generally accepted, right? We see examples of when it's not accepted, right? Uh, uh, Derek Carr, perfect example. Guy who wanted to win a championship, guy who loved the fans, and when he played in Oakland, they moved to Las Vegas. 
his true colors show that he has no fan base to back him as the media comes for him. And he's like, all right, I, I got to go play for a team that's either got a great fan base or that I can win a championship with. And what did he do? He went to the Saints. Now, he may have put the Saints back, you know, 15 years in terms of football <laughs> operations, but at least he's got a fan base that'll back him through him being the worst quarterback in the league. Um, One last one before we before we wrap this this football stuff up. Uh, Chiefs beat the Chargers yesterday. Again, that defense, that defense just continues to shine. And Mahomes to Kelsey, teams can't stop it. You know, we can talk about all no. we want, the fact that they don't have enough offensive options around Travis Kelsey or, or around Patrick Mahomes besides Travis Kelsey. Teams can't stop it. And again, it's the Chargers. I get it. We all kind of know what the Chargers are. They are this sort of mediocre team. I know they're two and four right now. At the end of the year, they'll be eight and nine or nine and eight or seven and ten or something in that range. You know, that 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 sort of purgatory of NFL teams. Um, you know, as they try to figure out what their future looks like. But man, was Mahomes to Kelsey something yesterday. Twelve for one seventy nine for Kelsey, four twenty four and four touchdowns for Mahomes. They find different ways every week, man. Finding different ways every week. That was a 17-17 game. I mean, it was a 24-17 game at the half. You never felt like San Diego. San Diego. See, I did it now, damn you. You feel better? You're not alone? Yes. You never felt like the Chargers were going to win that game yesterday, though. No, that's why I bet on the Chiefs. That's why I took the Chiefs and Page versus the Prince, and it was my only winner, the trusty, dusty Chiefs. Listen, here's what I took away from this game. The Chiefs are dynastic in a way that we've only seen once in the last 30 years in the NFL, and that was the New England Patriots, and they had Tom Terrific, and they stomped on the Bills for every year of my entire childhood. It hurt really bad. All right, we're done with the therapy session. Um They're finding ways to to be championship level with like in different ways. I, I don't know how else to describe it, right? But now they're this great. People aren't noticing that they're this great defensive powerhouse. Like they are maybe the best defense in the NFL, and the offense is almost complement. It is complementary to that. Uh, Travis Kelsey is the greatest tight end of all time. There's no debate. Uh, that there was no debate coming into this game, but that's just a point I felt important to reiterate after this game. Um, interested to see what the Swifties have to say for Taylor Swift's interaction with Jackson Mahomes. Oh my God, going to be interesting on that front. To to uh, very popular people in the you know how like Social pedophiles you know how pedo, you know how pedophiles aren't allowed to go like if you're like a convicted sex offender like child sex offender you're not allowed anywhere near a school Jackson Mahomes shouldn't be allowed within like 1200 yards of any female well Jackson Mahomes is a felon no so. he's no he's accused he's accused he hasn't been convicted right. Go, right. go easy right. go easy we don't need any lawsuits let's correct just the a, record just a, just a bad guy just a, allegedly yeah. Allegedly. I told you my, my Jackson. Did I ever tell you my Jackson Mahomes story? Did I ever tell you my Jackson Mahomes story? I went to uh, no. I went to a Yankee I went to a Yankee game three or four years ago at the stadium. 
and I was sitting right behind the moat that they have in the lower level, like where the really expensive seats are. I was first row of the seats right behind them. And throughout the whole game, some clown, like right on the other side of the moat, sitting in the expensive seats right behind home plate, which is where I was, but I was behind the moat, which the difference was like $125 for the ticket. So uh, I kept looking down. Somebody was taking like selfies and dancing in the stand, dancing in the yacht. And I'm like, who is this clown? The whole game. The game ends and a bunch of fans start running down to where I am. And I'm like, what are what is going on here? And I turned to some youngster next to me and I go, who, who is that? And they go, you don't know. That's Jackson Mahomes. And I was like, Patrick Mahomes has a brother. I had no idea who this dude was, but he's sitting there taking selfies. He's taking pictures of people. I still have pictures in my phone because I took a picture of him. I'm like, cause I don't know who this is. And I'm like, this guy's famous just for being Patrick Mahomes brother. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He must be uh, nice, man. What a world. He's he's something else. He is like everything that and Brittany Mahomes so somebody, is just a step above him. By the way, she gets on my well, last oh, note too. Oh, don't don't even. Uh, but yeah, Jackson Mahomes. So it's Brittany, bitch. As somebody who tells many people that I I live on the internet, right? Because I spend a lot of time on Twitter. Um. Jackson Mahomes is like everything bad about the internet mm. personified. Yeah. Like everything you the see online and you just look at it and you're like, I hate that. It's like, it's like AI took that, <laughs> developed it into a person and then made it the best quarterback in the NFL's brother. <laughs> so you could not get rid of him no matter how hard you tried. God. Like, Ninety percent of my hate for Patrick Mahomes, I, I take that back. Let me re-ratio this. Thirty-three of my thirty-three percent of my hate for Patrick Mahomes comes from me being a Bills fan mm-hmm. and thirteen seconds. Thirty-three percent of my hate for Patrick Mahomes comes from his brother's popularity. And 33% of my hate for Patrick Mahomes comes from how much I wish he were on my team. And I'm a Josh Allen fan. That's insane. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, he, the Mahomes <laughs> whole family, they're just a piece of work, man. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. All right. Uh, let's do some baseball and wrap it up there. We get one of the greatest things you can have in all of professional sports later tonight, just after 8 PM Eastern in Houston. And I might have to eat a shoe. I'll explain why. Don't go anywhere. All right. Getting set to put the wraps on this baby for a Monday. Before we get to odds and ends, and one in particular that I got to talk about, um, baseball, the two greatest words in all of professional sports, game seven. Astros and Rangers tonight in Houston. 
I said I would eat a shoe if every road if every game in this series was won uh, by a road team. Trying to figure out which shoe would have the uh, best taste of all my of all my shoes. Here's the worst part about it. It puts me in a position where I'd have to root for the Astros in order to not eat a shoe, and I hate the Astros. I would rather eat a shoe than the Astros win tonight. <laughs> Houston is minus 130. Uh, Christian Javier against Max Scherzer. I mean, is there anybody you'd rather have if you're Dusty Baker on the mound than Max Scherzer? Oh, yes, I said yeah, that. Right, Max right, Scherzer. Right. Because he was I so great in the Bochy, last game. Like, oh, no, because he was so great in the last game. Dusty Baker's right. like, thank you, Bruce Bochy. Yes, more Max Scherzer, please. Whoosh. Yes, sir, may I have some more? <sighs> I hope he pitches well. I really do. I I would love to see the Rangers in the World Series because it, it's such an unlikely story. But and, and I'm in the story business, as are you. But... It's hard to, it, it just feel it almost, that line is almost suspicious to me, given how good Christian Javier has been in his entire postseason career, which only spans a couple of years, but it just feels like a setup for Houston to be going to the World Series. Am I wrong? Can we just talk for a second about like what an amazing point in the year we're at? Not like the weather's fine. Those of those of us who are into golf are getting our fall golf in, which you lo- everyone knows you lose twice as many balls. <laughs> but like football, playoff baseball, hockey started. We got basketball tomorrow. Sports equinox season is mm. here. It's the best time of the year. I'm, the I'm just most. my life always gets better time. around this time of year with all these sports going on. Uh, to this game, Max Scherzer is going to. Well, I, I'll say this on the show. So Max Scherzer is going to absolutely blow it. He is oh. going to come out tonight and just fall right out of his. You just set it up now. Um, Used to, now we know that the Rangers gonna are going to win up five runs. Oh, yeah. in three innings. Uh, yep. and he'll get pulled by Bruce Bochy after oh, like seventy boy. pitches after in three full innings. Oh. Uh, Rangers are going to win. Rangers are going to win. I'm eating my shoe tomorrow now because if you are this definitive about anything, then I know I'm going to be eating a shoe tomorrow. Put the Rangers tickets in. Rangers are going to win tonight. That's it. It's 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 it. It's fait accompli. When Sam is this definitive about anything, yep, I'm eating a shoe. No, uh, really, though, I, I, I do think the Astros win tonight. I, I do. I think the Astros win the game. Um, I've been talking about it since I started coming on the show in July, right? The Houston Astros are not a team you want to bet against when it comes to postseason baseball. They defy odds. They are – they do something, man. That little guy, he, he he's good. That little guy's good. <laughs> yes, he is. He's got that buzzer attached to his chest that tells him which pitch is coming all the time. And I'd be good, really good, too, if I knew every pitch that was coming. It's a oh, tattoo. it's a fastball. He didn't want anyone yeah, to see his tattoo. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, odds and ends. Can I please wrap it up with a thought on uh, Hitler making an appearance at a Michigan State football game? <laughs> Because you can't go wrong with Hitler, right? What's I don't know oh what's worse. God. I don't know what's worse. The fact that Hitler made an appearance 
I don't know what's worse. The fact that Hitler made an appearance, and if you're watching the show, you could see it on the screen at Spartan Stadium. The fact that, it, by the way, if nobody's in the stadium to see Hitler on the screen, did it really happen? Because if you look at the shot, the screen capture that somebody took of Hitler on the screen at Spartan Stadium, uh, there's like no fans in the stadium because Michigan State football blows this year. Um, they were also losing like 42 nothing at halftime. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it matters. I'm not sure. They got this like big smiling, like Hitler's just there all, all chilling. Yeah, it was... Like, what do you think? And I don't want to hear this, well, it was a third-party company that was responsible. No, somebody has to screen it. Somebody has to screen it. Now, if I if 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 I have a swastika on my screen and it happens to make it onto the show, I can't say, well, my screener, you know, the person screening it's screwed. No, at the end of the day, the buck stops with you. Somebody has to lose their job when Hitler makes an appearance on your jumbotron inside Spartan Stadium. What a disgrace. I, I mean, normally with these kinds of things, you, there's like a, another story. There's like a, we need to hear the full context because, you know, a picture can be not fully contextualized. But that's a hard <laughs> one to contextualize. Question. Trivia question where Hitler's really, the answer. There, there's not really any walk in that whack. There's not. There's not a. There's not a good way, especially nope. in the political climate that we're in. And I'm not uh, saying, yeah. you know, one way is better than the other in anything. But but that's not. There's no way to come back from that. You just don't. That's that's one where you got to take your L and just go home. Yep. Yeah, take your ball and go home. Um, yeah, that was tough. <laughs> we we also. Are we good on that story? Is yeah, there anything else you want to add? I, I just uh, I just needed to make sure I got that out of my system because Nick Ferguson also texted me this morning to uh with a he texted me WTH <laughs> with with the Spartans logo. Yeah. Um we didn't touch on this when we were talking about the games because this game meant nothing and there was no reason to talk about this game, Jason. Yeah. But we got it. There's a quarterback controversy in New York. Tyrod Taylor is a better quarterback in the Giants offense than Daniel Jones is. You as a Giants fan should be the first one that sees this. Daniel Jones has got to go. Everybody loves like, they the backup do quarterback. Something. Everybody loves the backup quarterback. And in one game or two games, they're nice. Long term, they get exposed. They do. He's long a proven term. starter. No, long, He's a proven he was a proven mediocre league. starter. He was a proven mediocre starter, which is why he wasn't a starter anymore. Daniel Jones isn't anything more than that, though. Look, I'm not saying I'm not saying you're wrong. And Brian Dayball didn't do anything to extinguish this conversation yesterday when in the post game he was asked about, you know, whether or not Tyrod Taylor is still the starter when Daniel Jones comes back and he basically says, Tyrod Taylor played really well. He could have squashed that conversation right there, because you know that question's gonna be asked in the postgame presser. He could have simply came out and said, Daniel Jones is our starter. He did not say that, and that is going to let this story, as we like to say in the industry, have legs. It is an evergreen. It's going to continue to grow. And I'll be curious to see what Brian Dayball says today or tomorrow when he meets with the media about this because it's going to be posed again. And he's going to get a chance for a do-over. And we may have a greater conversation about this tomorrow or Wednesday. I will bet you that week 14, 
the Giants starting quarterback <laughs> is Ty God Taylor. You <laughs> <laughs> made a couple of nice throws again yesterday. I, I'm not I'm not ready to go there yet. I, I, I take, Bills, I take a little more time. League. I take a little more time. I take a little more time. See, I'm coming around to, to what you said about the Dolphins. I take my time getting there. You know, I'm ahead of everything. You just oh, gotta wait for me to be right. You just gotta wait yeah. for it. Watch, like Bet next, the Rangers tonight, year, ladies and gentlemen. Next year, when the Giants play the Commanders, the over 37 and a half will come in. Yeah, bet the Rangers tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Bet the Rangers tonight because Sam Yarnell is all over. By the way, kudos to the uh, WNBA. NBA, uh, WNBA Finals, largest ratings in 20 years, peaked at 1.2 million on, I believe, Friday night for that Game 4 finale in uh, Brooklyn between New York and L, uh, and Vegas. Peaked at 1.2 million in the fourth quarter and uh, 888,000 viewers for that game. So hats off to the WNBA as that league continues to uh, put it together. They are the blueprint for anything you want to do, women's professional sports in the U.S. Everybody take notice. Uh, That is Sam Yarnell. I am Jason Page. We're back here tomorrow. Monday Night Football recap. We didn't even really preview the game. Niners. Vikings cover. Vikings cover. Wow. I have Niners minus seven for Page versus the Prince. Every public bet lost in the NFL this week, and the Niners are another public bet. That's the only reason. My bet for the game, though, that's not my bet for the game. Jerry and Louisville, I know you're listening. We're going to go Niners team total over. I love it. Don't even know what it is. Take it blindly. <laughs> Niners team total over? Hold on. I'm going to actually extend this music just to just to see what that is now. Niners team total over. Christian McCaffrey, any any touchdown is uh, minus one seventy five. Don't touch that; he's hurt. If he's playing, he's healthy. What's the Niners team total? Do we have it? Twenty five and a half. Easy, they score twenty seven. Oh, so, um, Jerry! If you're sleeping under a bridge tomorrow or can't pay the mortgage, I am not responsible. We'll see you back here on Tuesday, everybody.